Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Getting your nonprofit out of survival mode and into thriving. All right, we are going to be talking about this today because it is so important to articulate your goals, to get your objectives just hammered out, and to understand what the object or the activities are for each objective. If you don't do this, you're just going to be you know, constantly putting off those virtual fires, you're not really going to have a clear aim. A mission and a vision is not enough, guys. We really need to have clear objectives. We need to know where we're going with our goals and we need to have those, you know, day-to-day tasks to get done that will actually not just add up and more work and not really do anything, but they will actually help us, you know, accomplish our objectives so we can reach those overarching goals that we have for our community. As Anton de saint Esupery said, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And he is so right. Planning is key, but taking the time to do it is where you need to start. And if you want to like kind of look at that and how to actually get that time in place, you can refer back to grant writing and funding episode uh, 0015 to see how to set a schedule. Otherwise, we can just go on from here. So once you have taken that time and you have reviewed your previous year, it is now time to set your goals, objectives, and activities. So you can go from struggling to thriving. All right, so what the heck are the differences between goals, objectives, and activities? Sometimes these words just all kind of seem lumped together, and you may not know exactly what the differences are. So we're going to go over that real quick. So basically, goals are the overarching idea and aspiration. And this is comparable to a large globe of aspirational destinations you want to reach, right? So kind of think of it as a map and you're kind of seeing the entire map and this is your whole goal that you want to see. Objectives are the tangible flights or boats on how you're going to reach those places. And activities are how you do the day-to-day work and task of saving up for your trip. So you can kind of see, it's <laughs> that's my metaphor. Anyways, um, so you can really see that you have this goal, you have this huge aspiration, you need means to get places, but you also need steps to meet those means, right? So a goal might be for your nonprofit to end homelessness in your city. That's big, it's a big thing, um, but it's a huge aspiration and it's something that you want to attain. It's definitely not going to get done overnight, so you need to have objectives set up. So objectives would then be what specific actions you need to take to end homelessness and may start with reducing the rise of homelessness. Activities would be the day-to-day steps to fulfill your objectives. So how do you actually identify your goal? The steps to identifying your nonprofit's goal include the following. One, make sure it aligns with your mission and vision statement. Two, 
Use emotional language. Three, allow you to think conceptually and not limit creative thoughts and lofty aspirations. Get creative, guys. Think out of the box. Think big. And number four, you actually serve a purpose with your goal. So you meet the needs of your demographic. So if you just follow those four things, you're really going to be able to identify your goal. This goal will serve as future as a future milestone for your nonprofit with a large impact on your community. Once you have defined this goal, then it is important to map out your objectives. How to map out your objectives. Objectives are very specific ways to reach your goal or milestones along the way and work best when they are smart. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. For example, a goal might be, quote-unquote, to end homelessness in the city of Groovyland. Under this goal, an objective might be, quote, by the end of 12 months, Groovy Nonprofit will conduct a comprehensive needs assessment among 1,200 homeless individuals in Groovyland, helping to evaluate their needs. Do you see how specific that is? So specifically, let's go ahead and break down SMART and see how this, if this is a SMART objectives. So for S, for specific. Groovy Nonprofit will conduct a comprehensive needs assessment for a specific 1,200 number of homeless individuals. So that's pretty specific. Measurable, is it measurable? 1,200 homeless individuals will be included in the comprehensive needs assessment. So if you reach that number, you can kind of, you can actually measure it. Then are you reaching a certain number? A for achievable. This would also have to be supported in your activities, i.e. do you have the manpower and budget to conduct the needs assessment and what percentage of the population is 1,200? If you only have 600 homeless individuals in your city, why would you have to, you know, have, you're not going to have 1,200 in your needs assessment. At the same time, you know, you don't want to, if you only have 1,500 homeless people in your, in your city and you're going to reach 1,200, that's, that's a lot. Do you really need to reach that many? So it needs to be uh, achievable. So you really kind of need to identify that and make sure it is. In this case, we're saying the homeless population is huge, say more than 10,000 and 1,200 would be sufficient to meet that kind of sample size, more than sufficient. All right, so relevant. This relates to the overall goal. As first, you would need to identify the needs of the homeless to actually end homelessness. So this actually is relevant. You need to do a needs assessment first to reach your goal of ending, you know, any kind of homelessness. So you have to understand what their needs are. Time bound. You will complete the needs assessment by the end of 12 months. So that is clearly time bound. So there you have a goal and one objective to reach this goal. But how many objectives should you actually have? Normally, you would want about three to five objectives per year that reach different items in your goal. If you have a lot more than that, it may lead to your staff running in many different directions at the same time and bumping into one another on occasion, all right? But this also depends on the size of your nonprofit. For example, you may have three to five objectives per department if you have a large team. A way to examine if you have too many objectives or too few would be through evaluation. After a certain time period, say three months, you will want to review progress on your objectives. If you have not completed the necessary headway to meet your objective, then your team will have to see if it is because you either have too many objectives or not enough attention is being given to the objectives. The thing is, you may take a day and draft out a beautiful goal and absolutely perfect objectives, but if you don't actually perform the day-to-day -day grind of activities, then you just wasted that day. 
Okay, so how do you actually figure out if you have too many or too or not or just not enough attention focused on it? Well, let's look at your activities. The best way to list your activities and get them done. Your activities will be the small steps that you need to achieve in order to reach your objectives. You will list activities and sub-activities for each objective. This includes the individuals responsible for each task and their deadline. This chart should be reviewed during your monthly staff meetings at the very least. If you, the person responsible, is not completing their task, if the deadline is for that month, then you can quickly find out why and put into place a plan for assistance. If you can find that most staff are caught up in the daily grind and not making their task a priority, you might consider the following. One, is the task really a way to meet the objective? If it's not, throw it out. Do you really need it? Two, is the objective a priority in meeting your goal? Aha, uh -huh. so see how we're kind of breaking it down. First we're looking small, then we're looking a little bit bigger. Number three, does that person understand that this task is important in reaching the overall goal? Number four, does the person need assistance? Do they need some support to help them out? Number five, does the person need to continue to work at your nonprofit? All right, so the answers to number one and two should be yes. All right, the task should meet the objective. The objective should meet your goal. You should have had this figured out in that beautiful meeting on that day that you took to do this. Um, but these kind of change over time, so you do want, that's why you want to evaluate. You want to be consistent and frequent in evaluating all of these, all of your objectives, your goals, and your activities. That leaves questions three to five as the ones that need to be addressed. If you answer no to number three, does that person understand that this task is important in reaching the overall goal? All right, if you answer no to that, then a way to potentially make this a yes is to make sure you include this inv individual to your planning sessions where you have identified the goal, objectives, and activities. Sure, they may have been hired afterwards, but then you should make sure you communicate your company culture with them so that they understand the importance of what you do. If you answered yes to number four, and that question is, does the person need assistance? Then identify who can help that person in completing their activity. Maybe a board member, intern, or volunteer. It could be something that could be delegated to another staff member. Or, if they really are the person who should complete this specific activity, then perhaps delegate some of their other busy work to others. There are options. Number five is a hard but necessary question to ask. And that question again is, does the person need to continue to work at your nonprofit? Maybe this person just does not really job with your company culture as they have had their own agenda and don't buy into the overall goal and objectives of your nonprofit. If they don't, then it will be easier to let them go after three or six months rather than let it drag on for a couple of years without really having a clear reason to let them go. Like sometimes you don't even really understand this, but if you are evaluating this consistently, then you're going to understand what that reason is. Why doesn't it really click? It's because they're not really buying into your company culture and they're not really adhering to the objectives and the tasks that need to be done to reach that goal. So they're maybe not just really embracing your goal. For instance, they may still be getting other work done, but you know that something doesn't jive and you just can't put your finger on it. This will eliminate that. All right, so outlining activities can be as simple as creating a graph and reviewing on a consistent basis. 
These are small bites to help you reach your objective. If you want to have a visual view of this, please check out www.grantwritingandfunding.com episode 018 and you will have a visual uh, graph of this. But basically you want to have one column that has all your activities, one column that has a person responsible or people responsible in actually implementing that activity, and another column with the deadlines for each activity. So I'm gonna give you some examples real quick. So for this objective that we're looking at, you might wanna have one of your activities would be to hire a researcher because you're gonna be completing a needs assessment. Who would the person responsible be? Maybe it's the executive director or the board of directors. The deadline, it could be by the end of month one. So remember you have this objective we said, but at 12 months you're going to be finishing this so you kind of need to you need to work backwards and schedule it all out so another activity could be formulate an evidence-based assessment once again the person responsible could be the researcher um or actually this would be the new person responsible now that they're hired they could actually be the person responsible for doing this their deadline would be by the end of three months another activity submit the needs assessment for irb approval and that would be the researcher responsible, and that would be by the end of three months. So you can see how there's two things kind of simultaneously going on, and that's absolutely fine. Another activity could be to reach out to the community partner, or to reach out to your community partners to get input and to collaborate. And this could be, uh, the person responsible could be the executive director, and their deadline could be monthly at coalition meetings. They have to be out there consistently. Another activity could be to recruit 10 interns to assist with surveys and focus groups, and the person responsible could be the researcher, and the deadline would be by the end of four months. So you can see how we just keep going on and on with this, and I have a whole item listed on the website, but basically you really want to break each thing down. You really do. You want to have tasks in here that are measurable, that you can consistently go, that you could just give this graph to, like you could, you know, if somebody came in at your hiring, you could give them the graph and they would know exactly what they needed to do or who needed to do what and by what timeline and what they needed to do to reach the objective. So you keep everybody on task. You could even break this down with sub activities that you have a weekly task. This is really important in being able to reach your objective and begin to tap into your goal. There you have it. If you have an aspirational goal, smart objectives, and detailed and actionable activities, then you will make major strides towards impacting your community. Your staff will feel accomplished having completed productive items and feel a sense of making true impact compared to being in survival mode and feeling overwhelmed. This is so true. You can be a thriving nonprofit and really make an impact by using a simple system. I hope this helps your nonprofit to be more productive. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.